Hi. Look at everybody being on time. I'm in the car, but I'm going to um, be out of it in about five, so I'm just going to mute myself. No worries. Fine by me. How's everybody else doing? I'm okay. Good. Laura? Doing good. I was just finishing up some lunch. Ooh, lunch. Yes. I haven't even had breakfast yet. I'm just, I'm still on coffee. <laughs> The first meal of the day. Exactly. Coffee. <laughs> and then usually followed by brunch, because at that point it's too late for breakfast. But tell me what you guys have been working on this week. My last couple weeks. I'm finally getting to do some painting this week, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've just finished up the sketches and um, that kind of leads into one of the questions that I have for you today. Oh, great. Um, so one of the paintings I'm doing is for one of the teachers at my kid's school. And um, next week is Teacher Appreciation Week. Oh, yeah. So I thought, like, wouldn't it be cool to take it into school next week? and show it to her in person and then maybe let them hang on to it for the afternoon so the kids could see it mm -hmm. um any thoughts yes I like it and oh wasp. go away go away go away <laughs> I <hate wasps. laughs> shoot um hold on that broke my concentration yeah <laughs> What was I thinking? I was thinking about like how maybe we could take that even just like an extra step a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Is it your kid's teacher? How did we pick this teacher? I forgot. So I went in for like a career day that they were having in February. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she found out I was going, she went and checked out my website. She ran out to my car during carpool. She was like, I love your artwork. My daughter's an artist. Like we really connected about it. So I was like, oh, I would love to paint her. Um, so right. she was so excited about that. She sent me pictures of herself. Um, and she was my son's, my six-year-old Spanish teacher, but they switched her to a different class. So now she's not their teacher technically. Okay. Um, hmm. so my original thought was like, if it is your kid's teacher, well, one, how thoughtful of you to think, oh, it's teacher appreciation week. And this like is a way that I, as my business, my artistry can support teacher appreciation week. Um, will you please go away? I don't have to kill you. <laughs> it's freaking me out um that'll be really funny to hear on the recording i know <laughs> <laughs> there's a wasp people i'm not talking to laura <laughs> um so anyway my initial thought was like could we bring in cupcakes and like have the kids like do something for her but i I don't see necessarily, it might feel weird. 
Yeah, and the room moms are planning a whole thing. So, like, I want to honor that. Yeah, could you connect with the room moms and see, like, if they have any ideas about how it might fit in um, in any way that you could support them? Something along those lines. Room moms. Um, sure, yeah. Essentially, you just have to explain how we got to this point, like you just mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. so I, I was thinking about Teacher Appreciation Week, and I kind of want to make it a special presentation for her. One, is that okay with you guys? And two, do you have any thoughts about how we might pull that off to the most, mm, most bang for our buck? Like, how can we make this special for her, essentially? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I so definitely. The reason why I'm saying this is because thoughtfulness is obviously part of your love language. And we use our love languages to build up our relationships past the well I hope they're gonna buy my art like yeah that's always there but we've released that outcome so we don't have like it doesn't have to turn into anything but we know the more relationships we build the better our business is gonna do overall so how can we lean into our strengths as far as relationship building being thoughtful celebrating other people caring about other people, those are kind of all yours. So I just want to expand on that as much as possible. Okay. Yeah, I guess because I was originally thinking about how this all came to be and I got to have some really like lovely conversations with this teacher one-on-one -on -one in person and via email and I, just thought it would be special to go into the school, show it to her so she could just react to it on her own. Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, now you can bring this to the kids and let them see. It's much more simple than what you were describing, but that also feels more personal. Mm -hmm. Personal in a good way or personal in a bad way? In a good way. So the way that you just described it, <clears throat> I can see why you might want to show it to her in private, but then I wouldn't say, now go show your kid. Like, I feel like that should be yours or the, the mom people, mom, what'd you call them? Room moms. Uh, room moms, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of as a, hey, let's celebrate your teacher. Look at this cool piece of artwork that was made about her. Here's why we think she's special. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, I see what um, you're saying. So it could be that, or it could be, hey, let's surprise her in front of everybody, which can also be cool. It just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it would feel more impactful if it was like, a reveal in front of 
her and the kids so the kids could also be excited about it. And you can say, here's all of the things that make her special and here they are in the painting. They're in, represented in all of these things. What do you guys love about her? Something like that. Yeah, the only thing with that is I'm not sure like when that would happen with the school schedule. That's why we got to coordinate with room moms and see if that's even possible. Okay, yeah. And if it's not, yeah, we go back to plan A. No harm, no foul. Okay. But if we can take it a step further and make her feel even more special, even better. Yeah. Okay. And then this painting is going to be part of my Magical Muses collection. So I just want to be sure that they're aware of like, okay, I need that back. Right. Sure. Um, how do we go about that tactfully? Yeah. Let's think about this. Well, when you don't know what to say, what's my normal advice? Do you remember? Say what comes most naturally, like off the top of your head. Say what, say what you're really thinking. Um, I'm when sorry. we're talking to room moms, you know, I, I made this as a homage, is that the right word, to her, but it is part of my art collection that I'm featuring online. So I, I will need it back, but I really wanted to show it to her in person and give her an opportunity to like feel celebrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm fine with, you know, if you guys want to keep it till the end of the day and put it up as a nice little, hey, this is our teacher kind of moment, that's fine. I can pick it up whenever I pick up my kids from school. Yeah, I like that. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, this is one of the paintings that I'm doing on a larger format, like we had talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, I was doing eight by 10 before, but now this is 12 by 19. I'm oh, using nice. these cool, like watercolor like boards. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm liking it so far. It's been fun. So um, yeah, it'll what be- What would something like that cost out of curiosity? The watercolor board itself? No, um, you're painting. I know we talked about it, but I don't remember the answer. 12 by 19, how much are you- so Church. for like magical muses, since that's less work because there's less back and forth mm -hmm. as compared to commission, I always think like 350 felt like a good number for this. Um, and then 500 for the commission. I'm still not sure about there being a price difference between the mm. two. I know that I know all the reasons why you're resisting making them the same price mm. but it almost feels a little bit like they're the same size they're the same thing why are they different maybe that's something we just mull over for a little bit longer yeah and this one is 350 for now but I'd be surprised if, you know, this one didn't get sold for 350 
in the near future in some way, shape or form. Well, I think at one point when we were talking about pricing, you mentioned something which kind of stuck with me, which was the price difference between like 350 and 500 when you really think about it isn't that much. Like if you're already willing to spend this amount, mm-hmm. what's 500? Um, so yeah. The thing about the commission is they're more personal. Yeah. Meaning I want one of me or someone that I love. And I want to have a say in how this all turns out. I have a say. But with your magical muses, you're really still kind of doing that because you're using real people as your inspiration for them, such as this one. I think that's where the price difference is feeling funky for me. It's a little bit less time on your part. Not that much less. Mm-hmm. And it's the same concept, same outcome, same. Yeah. Well, I think one reason commissions are feeling like a little bit more work right now is because I have this one commission client. She got back to me about her mock-up and she just doesn't love the picture that we're using of her. So she wanted to go take a different picture of herself to send me to use. Which she said to redraw it. It, right all of that um and she hasn't sent me the new picture yet so it's kind of been dragging on and I I want to figure out a tactful way of saying like hey I need this soon or I don't know I do I yeah you commissions are really they can be a really lovely process or they could be a complete night mm-hmm. and the difference is your boundaries that you set Mm. and that is a learning process and a learning curve and that's fine we have to go through that but you are learning I don't like it when they drag on and on and when they change their mind and when they don't send me things so in the way that we have structured kind of your business is you have set space for certain commissions And so we really have to learn how to communicate our boundaries around that. Like I have 14 days to complete this. So by day two, I need your picture that's been approved. That's your, your final choice and approved. And then I will go from there. And then by, you know, a weekend, then I'll have my first mock-up. You can make this kind and this kind of request, this kind and this kind and this kind of change. Um, but this and this is set in stone. Like, how do you want to do mm. it? Mm-hmm. So as we are doing these commissions and things are quote unquote going wrong, we need to really make note of them. So we know to build that into our boundaries moving forward. Yeah. When I was doing family portraits, I I would started doing a restart fee, which mm-hmm. was like, if you don't get back to me in such and such amount of time, we need to restart the project, uh, pick a different date, and I would charge them. I think it was like 125 or something. Yeah. Um, so, so this lot is gone now. You didn't get back to me. I, mean, I don't think we can say it exactly like this at this point because we haven't set those standards yet. Yeah. But um, you haven't gotten back to me. So if you still want to continue, 
um, and keep your deposit. We'll have to do a reset fee and my next available start date is blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So for this one, since we haven't set any of those yet, um, I would get back to her and just say, you know, <clears throat> I, my aim is to complete two of these a month. I have space at the beginning of the month for one and space at the end of the month for my next one. And um, yours is now bleeding over into another slot. So we need to continue or pick a, a new restart date down the line. Maybe we don't probably charge for this time, but we set that in place for next time. Next time, agree. Yeah, I like that. Just you live and learn. If you say this is what's happening for me and this is why I need you to get back to me, you're much more likely to do it. Yeah. Adding why to the end of anything solves a lot of problems. Yeah. And mentioning that, like, I want to give your painting the time and attention it deserves. And in order to do that, I have to block time out. So, right. Exactly. Why? Plus a benefit to them, even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a I whole like email about that that I, I was, I liked it so much that I put in my like welcome drip sequence. I'll see if I can find it, send it. I'll put it in the group. Yeah, that would be a good resource. There are so many good resources in the um, consistent income like course. Um, There's too many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to, if anybody ever has thoughts about whether they would like less, some people want more. So like there's that balancing act going too, but like, I can't, I don't know where to find things. It's too hard. Like all that feedback I need because I'm trying to figure out how to make it really user-friendly as I, I keep building it. I think having like a table of contents, something I like that. I just added that. Oh, okay, cool. Well, sort of. I added a table of contents for like, here's where the month focus foundation is and visibility is, and here's the toolkit. And it's at the beginning of every single course now so you can jump around wherever you need to go pretty more easily a entire table of contents that'd be some work but that's not a bad idea i'll think about that one um i don't want to take up too much more of your time i have one question but i can save it or ask now, what time is it for you we started at 10 it's 10 20 is it a quick question or a long question? I think it's a quick question. Go ahead. So there's this event coming up called the Queen's Tea Party, and it sounds like it could be cool um, and have a lot of my ideal type of clients and just cool women to connect with. It's a charity event um, where they are hosting this fancy tea party and raising money to give women who don't have the resources um, therapy. So they're raising mm. money for their therapy. Uh, so really cool stuff. Um, it's just, I, it's a hundred dollars per ticket and I'm in more of a money now kind of moment. So I'm like, do I go and potentially connect with some really awesome ladies who would be my ideal client 
or do I save the hundred dollars? What I would do is go to them and say, Hey, if I donate a auction item, are they doing an auction? I don't know why I heard auction. Um, they, they might be, but she did mention in the social media post that they're accepting like sponsors. Uh-huh. Sponsors usually means I will pay, I will give you money to help fund the event. Sometimes, a lot of times, I don't know if that's true in this case, but what I would do is I would email them and say, hey, I would be willing to donate a commission spot. Here's what it looks like. Um, in return, would you give me a, a ticket? Okay. The reason why is because I've had lots of success with clients donating a piece to an auction. And sometimes that piece sells and sometimes that piece does not. But what happens from that is people are made aware of the thing that you are wanting to sell and can gain interest in that way um, and then end up booking their own commission from that. Okay, cool. So I would donate a commission spot and then maybe have a work of art to display to show at right. the event, like this is what you're winning. Okay. Exactly. Okay, cool. I like that idea. At least, again, just it's just asking. Yeah. And we don't have to pay for it. It's advertising and we get to go network. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Win, win, win. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's what we're looking for. Win, 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 wins. <laughs> Sometimes thank we can do that. Sometimes we can't. But when we can, let's try. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, let's go next. Anybody? 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 Okay. Oh, Katie wants to go. Yeah. Um, I just have a couple questions. Um. The first one is uh, we had talked about last week, um, I was looking at this big art festival in October called Salmon Days. Right. Um, and the applications just came out for people that are new to the event. And they're actually really simple applications. Oh, nice. um, they mostly just want your your information and description of what you sell, which is an, I'm not sure that's even something they're going to publish. They just want to know what it is. Sure. And then pictures of your booth and your product. So I'm trying to find out since it's outside, like I haven't, I'm, I have done an outside like wine walk event last summer, but it didn't have a tent. So, like, I don't know if they're looking like, look for full display stuff. Well, remember, I think what we said was um, that the way you described it, this event might be hard to get into. And since we haven't done outdoor events before the purpose of us applying for it would be to practice and get on their radar for next year when you have done some more of these outdoor things right and on the off chance they're like yay then you're like okay now I gotta go buy a tent yeah so right now we don't have a tent yeah right so we're just gonna send them a picture of what we what we, what we have I know like I could probably borrow one but it probably looks better to show something that I've already participated in with everything laid out than to try and make a mock-up I mean I don't really want to spend money on 
especially like the the things that you hang. I don't know what the wording is. The things that you hang the paintings on before yeah. I've gotten in. So there's there's two ways to think about it here. There's way one, which is I definitely want to do more of these events moving forward. So I can invest now or I can invest later and I might as well do it now. There's that way. Or there's the let's just wait until I get accepted to one of these shows that I want to start applying for. And at that moment, then I'm going to go buy one and I'm going to figure it out. I don't have a problem with either direction. Like I tend to operate more in the second. It just works better for me. I'm kind of like Casey, like I need that schedule, that push to then go, well, now I have to figure it out and I don't have time to overthink it. Yay. Um, but if you're someone who really likes to plan and you know that's something you want to try and do moving forward and you just want to go for it. Usually I'm a plan ahead person, but because our season is so short in which you do outdoor stuff and mm -hmm. that I feel like, I think I'll just send them what I have okay. and wait and see. Um, the interesting thing is that it's first come first serve. So like certain categories, like food fills up really fast, I guess, jewelry. Oh, interesting. Um, but they're spot. taking applications through August. So I don't know who the jurying committee is, but like, it, you know, the application just opened up yesterday. So if I were to apply this week, I'll probably find Wait, out. So it's in September? Pretty soon. It's early October. Early October. Yeah. And they have the applications open through August, which means it'd be a, it might be a pretty quick turnaround time by the time they decide and get back to you. Yeah. Sounds like it. I don't know. They didn't talk about how frequently they review applications. I would assume they will wait till applications close. And then take time to review and then let you know. I don't know that would be August. For, well, uh, can I September. Sorry. Yeah, please. Um, a couple of things. I would just check with the people putting it on to see if you have to have a tent picture or not, because some, this sounds like it's more of an arts and crafts thing. So it probably won't be as strict, but there are some fairs where if you don't have your tent set up picture, they don't even, they won't look at you. I doubt that would be the case, but you could also just ask in advance. I would also guess it's a rolling admission because they want as many people, if they're keeping it open that long, this, that's a really long time to that's wait. a long time. Months. And they have a lot of, like always in soaps and um, jewelry, they always have a ton of applicants. Um, and, and that's probably why they are, they cut those off pretty early. Um, but artists, they usually do less. Um, and you have to see whether they need a, if, if pop-up tents are allowed, um, because those aren't, I got one at Home Depot for $150 maybe, but if, yeah. and I'm guessing that they're fine. Um, Is that just the one that's just like the top or does yes. it have sides? Some of them will come with like a, you know, a thing you can attach to the back wall, but it's basically just the top and then you have to weight it down. Okay. Um, like yeah, I think that's what they're talking about. And I think that I'm guessing that's what I did just send an email today. I'm guessing that the tent um, photo is not required because it's not like all, all fine art. Um, yeah, I would guess it too. I don't know. It's just, it's relatively casual, but it's big. It's been around for like 50 years. So um yeah, that's a good question. And I think that it's also rolling admission, but they're like certain categories close out early. Like you said, like jewelry, 
you know, handcrafted, you know, candles and things like that and probably food. Do you camp, Katie? Um, a little bit. I have a I have a tent, not that kind of tent. <laughs> I I bought one of those pop-up tents for camping last year and it's money. <laughs> so it's like money, like good thing to have for camping. Really amazing. So if you could even do double duty with like if that was something that they would accept, you're probably gonna have to buy an art tent down the line. But if that right. was okay, you could use it also for yeah, I'm wondering if it's for okay like your backyard do. thing or for like if you take your tent out somewhere or I think my brother might even have one too. So like mm. I know I could find one even if I don't buy it just to kind of test it out and see how right. it works. Yeah. To see if it's something you would even like to have. Yeah. Like Casey say you can buy them for about 150 as a like a 10 by 10. 10 by 10 is what they're talking mm. about. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then figuring out the like the racks, like, you know, display what kind of, what kind of things I want to get. But I guess I've I never made this before. I've never done an art festival before. But my first thought was like pegboard masonite or something, if you were doing that kind of tent. Casey said also they usually have to be white. Just check. They usually have to be white. Oh, okay. See, they didn't put any of this in the application. They weren't like that particular. So. Well, she's also it, thinking that it, they may not care, but I'm I'm saying if you even if they don't, like if you were going to get one, make sure it's white because all the ones I've applied to have mandated that it be white, so it all looks oh. like nice and pretty and okay. So not like just regular metal, like just brighter. Well, the the frame is metal, but the yeah. the, the canopy is white. Oh, the canopy. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that seems like a standard. I thought you were talking about the, like, what, the display racks. Okay, yeah, for sure. That is a good thing to check on, yeah, because I know a lot of people have them. But I don't know if they're all white. Okay, um, so I think I'm going to go ahead and put some things together just to send in the application. Yeah, I think you definitely Hopefully should. this week. I don't know that it's going to be, like, exactly what I'm going to show because if I got in, I'd be making more stuff, but just sort of some photos that are representative of... Well, and we had talked about if we, if you were to get into that, you would want to create a series about um, sand dollars. Is that right? Yeah, we talked about sand dollars and, and then salmon. And sand dollars and salmon. Um, I'm assuming you don't have any. Yeah, I would just try to include photos of the style and say, um, I'm in the process of creating my full series and it will be more focused around the theme of the festival as well as sand dollars because blah, 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 blah. Okay. And then I also have like coasters that I sell and they're like in the fine print, they're like, well, it has to be original to what the artist you know, the work can't be manufactured by anybody else. It has to be made by the artist. And so I'm not sure if that's a sticking point or not. Like it's my original artwork, but it's not, you know, I didn't print it on there. So I guess I'm the way you that. just said, it sounds like they would not want posters. Only handmade. I, unless, sorry, I keep butting in, but no, I, please do. Unless it's a really fine art festival. My guess is that it, the original to the artist has to be like, 
um, it just means that it's still yours. You're not also selling uh, something you bought at Costco. Um, and if you're if you're selling signed prints, that is a special edition thing. So usually they clarify that, but I'm I think if it's a festival with jewelry and soap and stuff, that's probably fine. It just has to be yours. Yeah. Do you have that's it kind of how I was thinking on it. hand, Katie? What? Like, could could you read what it says out loud? Do you have it? Um. Yeah, I can look it up. There might be some nuance in there. arts and crafts booths merchandise must be personally handcrafted by the vendor who is applying for the booth space commercial imported or mass-produced items are not allowed at salmon days in any arts and crafts booths to me that says no posters you could ask for clarification but um Either way, we don't even have to include the coasters in the application. We can just talk about, you know, the fine art that we're making. Prints to me, with that being said, that sounds sticky, but I would feel like prints would be allowed. I'd be surprised if they didn't allow prints. I mean, if this was like an all fine art festival, maybe they wouldn't, but. That doesn't seem like something that they would exclude. One more time. All arts and crafts booth spaces are the same price. Oh, whoops. Arts and crafts booth merchandise must be personally handcrafted by the vendor who is applying for the booth space. Commercial, imported, or mass-produced items are not allowed at Salmon Days in any arts and crafts booths. Hmm. Yeah, Casey says, just ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess I just don't want to, um, that's why I'm asking too. I don't want to apply and find out like for some really dumb reason I got excluded, you know, like some simple thing that I could have worked around, you know. Well, what I would say is here's what I'm planning to create. Here's as much information as I can give you about what it's going to look like so they don't have to guess. Mm -hmm. um, based on your rules, I wasn't sure if, prints and or coasters would be allowed. So if they are, I would include those as well. If they're not, I would not include those. Okay. But also we can talk through like what's your small, medium, large in that moment. And it might not need to be coasters or prints. Just kind of depends. Right. Yeah, I mean, I have my big, I just finished the big 30 by 40, so I'll probably do some big ones, um, and then 16 by 20 is my medium, and then small right now has been my framed either originals or um, photos with a quote of my art that's just a like five by seven yeah. frame, and I, and I think those would probably do well at a festival too, yeah. so that's probably what I'll stick with. 
Um, so then I just need to decide on like, they want a promo photo that they put on their website. Um, the only other person that's already in, it's like just a picture of their booth hmm. with their work. Do you want to, this is totally optional for you. Do you want to spend the time to create one piece like what you would like to make so that they don't have to imagine it and you would have proper marketing material on their website about what they can expect from you mm -hmm. or do you just want to move forward as quickly as possible I have to think about that um I was kind of in the mode of move forward as quickly as possible but I might want to play around a little bit with some colors and see if there's a style that I like. I guess I'm I was only asking because you have through August. So it's not a super rush. Um, I wouldn't wait till August. Right. But, you know, if you want to step back and take a week or two to create a piece, I don't think that that would be bad. That's true. And I was also thinking of doing maybe a collage of pieces too, so you can see some different things together with my logo or something like that, um, just to get a sense of what my space would be about. Yeah. So that's true because I mean, whether I apply this week or next week, that's probably not gonna be- I don't think it'll make or break. Yeah. Yeah. And that's again, keep in mind, like we're, we're thinking of this as our first practice run because we can't get into festivals until we start applying. And whether or not they say yes to you, you are gaining valuable experience from doing this and you're starting to almost like build your portfolio of application pieces. So if you can keep in mind that I'm releasing the outcome, but I'm going to give it like my best shot. I think that's where you're going to do the best. Yeah. Where, wherever you land. And I was glad that, I mean, it's a, because it's relatively simple too for the application. Um, like, I feel like I can be fairly ready to yeah. put this together pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So right. based on this conversation, if I were you, I would go ahead and it might take them a while to get back to you, but the earlier you ask, probably the faster they'll get back to you. What are, what are the questions that I have? Can I use a 10 by 10 pop-up tent? Does it need to be white? Can I sell this and this and this? Mm -hmm. uh, any, any other questions that you have that you want clarification on? I put them in an email and get that sent off as soon as possible. Yeah. I actually sent one this morning just to find out about the tent, like oh. the photo, Yeah, you know, if I had to have a tent in the photo and then about coasters, if that counts as something that's not produced by me. Okay. So I'll see. Going. I don't know. It's just one person, one contact person. So, I, so I think she's probably getting a lot of emails since it just opened yesterday, but um, she got back to me earlier when I asked something. Mm. I can't remember what, so I should hear back. In a few days, yes. I would think. Um, the other thing you could do is, if you know any other artists who have done it before, and just have a conversation with them, say, hey, I'm thinking about applying for this. Um, 
and I know that you've done it before. Would you mind if I asked you some questions about it? Yeah, that's a good idea. I do know of somebody, I think, who did it, and I, I have I to remember her still... name. We were at another fair together, uh, so I could ask her about it. So what are your takeaways? What are you gonna do based on this conversation? So I'm gonna look for the follow-up email with my questions. I'm gonna think about making a piece that reflects what I'm gonna work on this summer for the fair. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna check around potentially to see if anybody has a white pop-up to Yep, and try to remember that girl's name and contact her. Oh yeah. About just kind of picking her brain about the festival. I yeah. think that's good practice for anything you want to apply for is, you know, how did it go for you? What What did you notice? Is there anything I should know? That yeah, happen. that'd be helpful. Are you guys able to hear me okay? I feel like there's a You're delay. You're kind of cutting out. I'm not sure what to do about On my side. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. I'm just going to stop my video. See if that helps. And we'll try again in a minute. Um, <clears throat> okay, so do you feel good moving forward? Was there anything else you I needed? I do. Yeah, I think that's, I think I feel good going forward. Okay. Good deal. One step at a time. Casey, were you trying to go next? I can, but um, if Natalie wants to go, that's fine. Okay. All right. Go I was on mute. Okay. So, um, yeah, thank you for your loom on the studio thing. So, for everyone, I'm... Um, I'm, I have the opportunity, well, I guess anyone would have the opportunity to rent an artist studio in a place that I didn't know about until yesterday, basically. Um, and and I've, been, I've been toying with applying for a studio residency at something called the Torpedo Factory, which is in Alexandria. So, and um, is subsidized studios and it is a tourist attraction and and so really you get like window space uh, in there, but it's like 30 minutes away. And I realized like I, I could not, um, I just can't do that. It would not be practical at all. Uh, so I started just looking for, you know, what does it cost to rent an office space? Is that what, how do, how do artists have studios? What does that look like? Um, not super seriously, but I've been doing it. And then yesterday in this, local Facebook group, somebody posted uh, that they had, <clears throat> that this art framing store who's been in my city for 20 years has moved locations and they basically rented out this whole building. And so they have their space and then they're renting studios to all different artists. That's super smart. 
And I guess they had it before, but I didn't even know about it. Now I'm not that involved in the art world here or the city of Falls Church. So that's not super surprising, but um, so I, I like yesterday was my day off. I went over there, met the guy, super nice. Um, bunch of different kinds of space, like from like cubicle size to full office um, availability. And uh, and I while I was there, I ran into two other artists I know from Instagram and like the local art scene. I know I said I just wasn't connected, but I don't really know them. And it was just this very like awesome moment of getting to talk to each other. I just loved being around other artists. So that's one of the big draws of this for me is like getting to be in community and to be around other creative people, which I have not, you know, experienced or have, I've been around plenty of creative people. I don't want to knock the people that I've heard. <laughs> but I know just in my pastoring life, like getting to have groups of people and be surrounded by people who uh, care about the same things that I care about makes me a better human being and, and pastor. Um, so there's a lot of good, good energy there. Um, there's a, a couple of options. Um, one of them is you walk into the art and frame store, what's called, sorry. Um, and the, the first option is a, it's sort of a corner space, but it opens up right out into the art and frame store. So you'd literally have window space in the art and frame store. That was the most expensive one. And it was smaller than the other um ones that I was considering but do you, you mind me asking about the price difference like so small uh, versus the price of that one that one was uh only it was probably like 12 feet by seven feet which is smaller much smaller than what I have in my home and I'll retain I would retain some of my studio space in my home but I'll get to the home part in a second that mm -hmm. was 790 a month um okay. I live in a very expensive area uh but for a much bigger space on the second floor which would not be something anyone would ever like happen to pass um and and a bigger studio than i currently have uh it would be 610 dollars a month there are two other smaller studios uh we're not it as sounds big like as those are the two you're interested in well there's two other studios on that first floor that you know don't have like the windows um, display sort of feel, but have more immediate access to the people that are coming in and out. Um, mm. But for the size there, uh, one's only seven feet by eight foot and I can't imagine feeling inspired in that space. And the other one's 10 by 10, but it's 745. And that's just a ton of money for that small of a, yeah. a space. Um, okay. So let's actually, let's, back into this a little bit more why you, you said community yeah so there's a couple of things um i am getting married in july uh, and so my fiance will be moving here this summer and while he is um not planning on bringing a ton with him he is uh, <laughs> he's bringing some stuff in addition he has two children that are college age and I don't currently have a space for them to like, feel like it's, they might have a bedroom here or anything. Yes. Um, and while I don't imagine that they'll spend much time here, I also, it's important to me that they feel 
welcome. Yeah. Um, and my kids, you know, they can be jerks. Like they're not going to want to give up their bedrooms. <laughs> they're, um, and I would, I'm, and I love my house and, uh, but I would also like to give Casey space. Um, yeah. The other financial piece for me is, um, while I will lose the pittance of alimony that my ex-husband gives me, um, Casey will be sharing the cost of the mortgage with me, which is not insignificant. It's yeah, like half, a, I, my mortgage is $3,600 a month. So um, that's a huge chunk of. Which is maybe more than you were getting in alimony anyway. Yeah, way more. Oh, You're right there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like, I had been looking forward to having, um, more breathing room in my finances, mm -hmm. uh, but I also, when I've pushed myself before, um, it's generally gone. Generally well. works out. Yeah. Same. Um, it's always scary. I, you know, I, I am impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can get really excited about, I mean, there once I saw a uh, an adult tricycle, electric tricycle on Facebook Marketplace, and I texted Casey, and I was like, I need this with every fiber of my being. I don't have a garage. I have nowhere to put something like this, but I was like, I don't, I'm shaking. I like, I need this bicycle. Um, I don't bike. I don't know why I would need that, bike. but I can get like hyper fixated on things that make me feel energized, so I've been trying to <laughs> not I'm not judging girl you know I, I mean like I I also you know um I have a lot of baggage around money and my former relationship so um yeah I'm just trying to figure out what is reasonable I love the idea of um being able to invite people into my space without having to clean my house or invite them up to the second floor of my house um I know a lot of people um, locally because of having served in multiple churches here and um, I, I think it would be easy for me to host things and invite people um, to see them before COVID this community also did like first Fridays every month where they had open studios and invited people from the community to come in and I assume there was wine but I don't know um, so I and also the framer apparently gives you 50% off framing, which Ooh. is not nothing. No, um, it's not. I hate framing my stuff. It just, my art stuff, even though I have a decent sized studio, it is everywhere in my house. And I like would love to have designated space that did not interact with the rest of the rest of my house. I could bring my dog there. Um, I just so how like often would you be able to get down there or like realistically would you use it? It's also five minutes from my house. Nice. Okay. I could literally walk there if I needed to. Um, I can't bike there on an electric bike, unfortunately, as I've discussed previously. I didn't follow through with that impulse. <laughs> um, I think, so I have Mondays and Saturdays off um, and I could definitely, I usually designate Monday as my 
like full day of art and business day. So that would definitely be the day. And then, um, you know, when Casey is finally down here, I'm gonna have more time and a second set of adult hands to actually help with things. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying not to get too rose colored about it, but I, my life is going to change significantly in terms of going from zero support to the support of a loving. Yeah. Well, and it's also about like what we were talking about in Jesse's workshop, choosing how do I want my life to look and being really intentional. Like you said, I might have more time than Mondays and I'm rose coloring it. But if you decide ahead of time, like this is the thing that would be most important to me, you are much more likely to make that happen rather than I'm just going to do Mondays and then see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm right near my ki kids' schools and not, it's, it's just easy. Like it feels like it fell into my lap mm -hmm. um, and the timing is not going to get better. Um, so nowhere in here, did you say, I want random people to be able to walk into my studio and find me off the street. I don't think that's realistic at all. I don't except think it's the for, most realistic. Yeah, except for the- um, The bottom space. The bottom space. But I but also- Even, even then, extra... is it worth not having the bigger space and an extra $180 a month? I'm not sure it is based on all the reasons you told me why you want this space. I want community. I want my family to have more space. I want to be able to invite people into my space. I want to have a designated space for my stuff. It's five minutes away. I could, I know for sure I could spend Mondays and I'm going to intentionally decide if I have more pockets of time to spend time there. Just based off what you are telling me, it feels like a good move for you to take the biggest one. Yeah, there's a, there's a bigger one that's only slightly more expensive and like has an, like a balcony Ooh. access and shelving, but it is in a weird, like it's like a maze up on that second floor and you have to go through a hallway that is somebody else's studio. And that felt like, the access to that felt like it's. You want people to like be able to know find you, you can walk by them the over. Yeah. Um, and you can, cause it's a, it's a hallway studio, um, but it feels weird. So I, I just think like, I, I really, um, I haven't been applying to fairs or shows because I can't really do Saturday and Sunday and one of the reasons that I wanted to work with you in the first place was to try to figure out how do I make this work without having to play by the standard art um schedule this is a good al alternative to that like what'd you say I, feel, I, I think that this could be a really good alternative to that but also I think so just want to throw this out there because you said the reason why I wanted to work with you is because I wanted to figure out something different. Um, just curious for you to go back and like look at the numbers. We have been doing something different. Is it working? I want to know. Like, 
compared to last year with you spending all this time doing all these fairs and this year where um, you're basically working off of connections and commissions and like more of that business side of things is it working you don't have to answer right now if, if you know the yeah, answer I, mean, I definitely made more money <clears throat> this year than last and I don't know if I think because the process is intuitive, I there's and there's no way to tell whether like I would have done that anyway or just but there's so much permission in like no you don't have to um, try to fit yourself into some other structure. I also was looking this past week at a another application for a solo show um, in D.C. and they you know they. If you get it, it's a $65 fee to apply, which is fine. But if you get it, they take 40%. And um, there's good exposure and everything. But also, like, I don't want to raise my prices to be able to afford to give somebody 40%. Um, I'd rather spend my money elsewhere and give people access to my work. So um, I think the biggest thing is that we've done is the is the Lent, really figuring out who my audience is and and just owning who I am. Um, so yes, I think the answer I know the answer to that is yes, um, and it's a big expense to be here. Um, it's almost a you know I could stop this and and start that and it would be two hundred dollar a month difference. Um, but I don't I don't want to stop this support. So, um, I, I definitely, it, it's hard. I don't know about for you all, but it's just, it's hard to figure out when it's your business, but you're not like opening up a small store or, you know, a small bit to figure out how much money do you invest in it? Like, is it okay to, you know, financially go out on a limb? Um, because if you were starting a different kind of business, you would go and, you know, there would probably be debt involved and um, you would have a designated amount of money that you were going to place into um, investing in your career. And that would be over five years, not like. You wanna know what I did? What'd you do? It's different for everybody. Like, there is no one right answer. But my choice was that I would rather invest almost everything I make into faster so that I can grow faster so that I can get to the point where um, I'm taking out what I want to. So last year was probably the first real year that I started taking money out of my business. Before that, I was always just reinvesting, reinvesting, reinvesting. And I also happen to be lucky enough to not have to have that income. At this point in time, I, I do because we have this house. But up until that point, like I always figured out a way to make it work. Like I would take on some side work or I would whatever to be able to pay for whatever investments I felt like I needed. And I was pretty ruthless about saying, you know what? I don't need to pay for that anymore. I don't need to pay for that anymore. I do need to pay for that now. And like continuing down that path worked well for me. So 
I basically have almost always had a coach. Um, I hired one person three years ago. I hired another person two years ago. I'm not getting the exact timeline right. But I was paying them and I wasn't paying myself. And maybe for other people, that wouldn't feel good. But for me, it did. Because it gave me more time to do what I wanted to do and invest into my business for growth. And that was my priority. That doesn't mean it needs to be your priority. So, I mean, I think that's essentially what I'm doing. Yeah. I am not great <laughs> at um, keeping up with where things are at financially. So, um, I mean, I'm trying to get better, but, uh, but what I really want to get to keep doing is making art and not, and not having to keep it in my house, basically. So two things you just said, I want more than anything are to make art and not keep it in my house. Just reflecting that. I mean, I exaggerate sometimes, but yes, I think those, I think that's true. Like I don't. I like sharing it. I like some people want to create and never give their stuff away, but. I think studio visits like one-on-one -on -one studio visits as well as um, like holding some sort of maybe monthly thing where you can invite people to it, I think would probably double your business. That just gave me off. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can't guarantee that, but I can predict that just based on what I know. Well, I know this, like, right? It's a year con, it's a year lease. And I know I can afford it. And so if it doesn't work, my stepkids aren't living with us. I can always revert the room back. Um, How big is big? What's, what's the dimensions? Is it big enough to fit multiple people in it? Yeah, I mean, some of the spaces are, are literally like the size of a cubicle. I don't know how, you know, it's, it's they're tiny and they, they're not rooms, they're cubicles, but um, it is, for, it's about 14 feet by 15 feet this one and it has two like full like seven foot walls to I mean I would think like I'd use one wall just for display and another wall for giant paintings and then my easels for um whatever it is that I'm working on that's smaller um I'm in I'm sold okay Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I mean, I do need to talk about it with my fiance, but of course. It sounds great. That just sounds like a great opportunity that came at the right time and you know, more space for your family and kind of bring all your art stuff together and have yeah. people come visit without having sort of random interruptions. Depends if you like that or not. But I I I mean, I do not keep a clean a neat house. Like I I <laughs> And I, I do either. a lot of art like randomly. So I, I still want us to be able to do it here, but I. Um, Having an educated space will be nice too. Also just the connection point. Did you say you're in Falls Church? Yeah. 
My, I have a twin sister who lives in Falls Church. No as way. Well. Cool. Yeah. And so if you see somebody who looks like me, it's my sister, <laughs> Amy. <laughs> and I used What's to live in the DC area for a long time. I lived in uh, Arlington, Virginia, and then Chevy Chase, like D- the DC and the Maryland side. But then we moved back here to Seattle when I had kids. When, uh, what's your sister's last name? Amy Conrad. Okay. Oh my gosh. I think I'm in the same Facebook group as her. I, I think I recognize her name. Oh, really? I think so. I'll have to look oh, at it. Yeah. She's the only Amy Conrad around. C-C-O-N-R-A-D-T. R-A-D-T? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe not. But anyway, that's so fun. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice area. I appreciate your encouragement I'm uh I'm excited for you because as soon as you said as soon as I said I'm in you like got the tingly like excited look like the the tricycle thing (laughs) but real but real I I I have not lived a day with any regret about not buying the tricycle oh well that's good (laughs) thank you I have to run to the little girl's room now. Go. Uh, Natalie. Hi. I don't have any questions. That's fine. Tell me what you're up to. I would like to uh, just run through my month with you. Oh, great. Yeah. Because we talked about it two weeks ago and it's still about the same and I just wanted to check in. Okay. So I'm I'm um packing unpacking my studio, so I'll be starting to paint in a couple of days. So I'm looking that's exciting. Yeah. I missed it so much. I haven't painted for two weeks ever. Well, since I started painting, I mean. Well, sure. Yeah. But so, How long yeah. has that been? Just out of curiosity. I started painting three years and a couple of months ago. That's a pretty good run. Nice work. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going Which, to be working. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, also, I feel like that's reflected in how far you've come. I didn't realize you'd only been painting for three years and a handful of months. Like, to me, you are more advanced than that. And that probably comes through consistent practice. practice Yes, because I paint nearly every day. I think that helps. Mm -hmm. But as a kid until 20 or something, I did draw a lot. Okay. So you've, so you've got some of that background in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to be working on two commissions this month. One that I'm going to be filming for the Instagram live thing. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, most of my art buyers are on Facebook and connect more with me through Facebook. So why did you choose Instagram? Well, because just two weeks ago, we only talked about Instagram and- I say Instagram out loud because it's my default. Yeah, because, but I'm not sure. 
if I choose to do it on Instagram, maybe I would attract some new people, I don't know, or people that are following me, but I just, I feel What like, if you did it on both? Is that a possibility to do it in one sitting on both? I feel like there is some software. Oh dear. That could make <laughs> that happen. But also that sounds complicated because we're Indeed. already just starting trying to start doing it in the first place. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but since, if I remember correctly, the idea was just anytime you work on it, you live stream. Yeah. What if you just alternate? To see how it goes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't have, I mean, very unlikely is someone going to be on at the right time to start from the very beginning of your painting to get all the way to the end of your painting. They're just getting chunks of the mm -hmm. process. So yeah. I don't think it matters that it's all on one platform or the other. True. Okay. I'll try that. And the other thing you can do is um, after you do the video, you can download it, and upload it as a recording to the other one if you felt like it was valuable in your opinion. That'll give you a little bit, and that'll give you data too. Like, yeah. is Instagram the right place for me? Is, are people finding me through that? Or is it more worth my time to spend that on Facebook? Because that's where my, where my people technically or uh, typically are. Mm -hmm. um, until now, I find that 80% of my people are on Facebook. Wow. And Instagram, 20%. So remind me why we're, is, is your main platform Instagram? No, I do both. You do both, okay. Yeah. Does it take a lot of work for you to do both? Would you like to uh, just use one? No, some things I just do the default thing post on both. So no, it doesn't, no. I just feel that most of my followers, not that I have that many, but on Instagram are people that make art too and are just there for inspiration or just things like that. And my buyers are on Facebook because I have some kind of link to them with them on a social, sociable yeah. kind of thing. I will almost always push back on that statement that if they're artists they're not my buyers but mm -hmm. if we are just looking at again data the people that are buying from you it sounds like are almost always from facebook yeah i mean i don't mind it's just don't argue with numbers <laughs> good to know yeah okay so my but i'm going to alternate the live mm -hmm. video yeah, and let's see, see what happens. See what happens. Then there's this other commission that I don't want to film because it's completely not your style. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Do Are you it still and... okay with do? Like, do you still want to do it? Well, I'm curious. Curious. I'm sorry. Curious about doing it because I want to know technically does it work. 
am I able to pull it off? Am I going to like it? Maybe it's something that I'm going to do more of in the future. But I don't know. Use I'm it as an experiment. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do it. I like getting paid for experiments. Yeah, me too. Because the lady is really, she knows and she's really, she believes in me. So, yes. Is this um, the one who walked by from your neighborhood and found you? No, this is else. the best friend of another client. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. um, but she's been helping me, so it's nice. And I really want to do that for her, too. Mm. Um, I want to restart my newsletters. Just one a week. I'm looking forward to that. Um, when are we restarting newsletters? I usually send them on Fridays. Fridays. So are you so, planning to send one this Friday? Yes. Great. I like writing them. So, And then I've been thinking and I want to think more about what Jess said in the workshop about the limitations. I want to first do a little brainstorming thing for myself. And we'll see. do it together. Okay. I just it's it's very vague for me at this point. But, well, we've got some time. So Okay. I'd like. Um where is that? Give me a sec. Remember when we were talking on that call, um, I said, I think that it would be helpful for yeah. you to start with this. Mm -hmm. Yes, I watched it again. Good. So let's just do it together. Okay, nice. Start with the commercial. Yeah, give me just a second. I want to feel the right. You can start thinking while that's pretty good too. All right, so commercial. Well, Things that ha have worked for me in the past are commissions of pets and children. What are your uh, current commissions of? Um, it's a fox. 
well, wildlife is one of the things that work for me too. Mm-hmm. Because they're not that particular dog, so I can paint them and then sell, try to sell them. I like that. Was the fox the animal that people were kind of going gaga over? Um, yes, actually, yes. I'm gonna write foxes instead of wildlife. <laughs> okay. Unless you feel like I should correct that. No, it's okay. Children. I do some others, but yeah, they said they tend to resonate and I love them. So okay, great. Actually, I need to connect you with somebody. Oh. Because I was talking to her yesterday and she had gotten a new tattoo of a fox. I was asking her about it, and she was like, mm-hmm. uh, well, it was my grandmother's maiden name, and it's very special to me. So, oh, Ooh, nice. All right, keep going. And then there's some, there's some abstracts that really work. How, and it, how so? Why did they work? Yeah, that's difficult for me to express. I think it's the ones that are most... I come from a very free and playful. You can see it that the process has been that that I enjoyed it, and mostly it's experimentation. But yeah, if you if you do enough of it, <laughs> so I, it's difficult. I can't say that it's a, a certain size or a certain color combination but it's just a playful okay yes what about color schemes are there certain color schemes i have my favorite um color combinations that I do those think. reflect across boxes children pets playful abstracts no they're all different no. they're all different yes because in my in my portraits of people and, and wildlife, I tend to use more of a natural scheme. And then for my abstracts, it, I, I think that's why I love them. They're, they're a different side of me. The less perfectionistic, more free side of me. And that's why I'm having difficulty choosing limitations because I don't want to they feel both feel very necessary to me I switch between is that why you were working on putting your portraits together with your abstracts and like figuring out that combination yes and it's still that's still what I want to do but I have no clue how, how because I tend to get very perfectionistic about likeness and the eyes and details and then I don't want to ruin it by splashing paint on I see yeah but I'll I'll get there someday but yeah it's a practice yeah well I say what I was going to say what if you um practice doing those portraits with the paint splashes like paint the portrait how you would on your canvas and then like Mm -hmm. take a picture and maybe like do the splashes digitally just to like play with it and give yourself like that freedom. 
That's a good, that's a great idea. Thank you. You're so welcome. No. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about was um, the background being painted first abstractly and then do the portrait on top of that and pull in some of the colors from the background into your natural scheme so that it yeah. doesn't feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. That's basically what I do with my animals. I oh, do all okay. abstract backgrounds and then I wait for the animal to tell me what, what, what animal wants to be on it. Yeah, oh, that's great too. I'm gonna try both of those. Can I just tell you what I think the answer is? Yes, please. I mean, we could keep going. Uh-oh, <laughs> you know, you already know the answer, okay. Well, I, I think that's what it, you said, that's what I wanna make. And I don't know how to do it yet. And the way you figure out how to do it is like two. Yeah. So essentially, I think your limitations become, and you can push back on this, um, some sort of playful abstract experiment combined with realism. And maybe even we take it a step further and what realism do we want to focus on first? Yeah, that I have an idea about the last part. Tell me. I wanna, I wanna do, I wanna paint about taking up space because that's one of my themes and it's really dear to my heart. And it's, I have some vision about what that would look like. It feels like it needs to be painted now, <laughs> but it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be patient because the first ones aren't gonna be good. No, so that's, they're not. Yeah, and that's um, I don't want to be discouraged about that. Um, so so we'll definitely get back to that. Yes, but this is that's part of that that bravery piece. Yeah, because you know when you start, you're gonna stink. And you're not really going to stink because, I mean, you've got all this experience in both of these worlds. So you're going to work through that stinkiness way faster than a lot of other people. But also, when I was painting, when I was painting, I would do four or five or six and one of them would be good in a series. And I'd be like, okay, that's the one. And then I take that one and move forward to create the rest. But you had to have that, let's just try all the things, all the ideas. Yeah. And no, it's not gonna be great. And then one of them might be, or you'll find pieces of each one that you really like that you wanna pull. Yeah. So this, and I think we've talked about this before, like mm -hmm. having a set amount of non-pressure experiment pieces that are going to then determine our even more specific constraints that we're gonna put on ourselves. Cause we don't, we can't know all the answers yet. We gotta dig in to find them. 
So where do we want to start is our subject is taking up space. That is the theme. Mm -hmm. We have an exp abstract experimental background. And I had said some sort of um, realistic foxes, children, pets, something like that. Is that the direction you were thinking as far as how that's portrayed? No. Can you tell me about that? I want, I have a series of photographs that feel like those are the, ref, will be the references and they're all of women, but you, they're not portraits. They're not recognizable. They're like one is floating in water like that, but that's, I don't know. I feel like I love doing portraits, but I feel like I need to ex explore this. Mm. I don't know. So it's the human form. It's not a quote unquote portrait. Exactly. Yes. I'm down. Human form. Okay, so. The only. And this is not necessarily bad because we just did this whole thing where we built up a fund for you over the next however many months. But the things that I, I, I wrote this wrong, the things that you described, a lot of these are over mm -hmm. here because we haven't tried them yet. We don't know how they're working. Yeah. Um, when you put these two things together, it should be like some of this, and some of this, and some of this. It feels like we're mostly over here, except for the abstract backgrounds and the fact that, well, I don't know, the fact that you are painting realistic people is similar to painting realistic portraits. So I do feel like it's kind of, I'm gonna take back this. Um, if you wanted to add a layer to this, which I don't think you do, It could be that you try um, these six or 10 or whatever experimental pieces, take the one or two or three that you like and start talking about doing commissions in this style and okay. getting paid to make more. So I'm just gonna throw that out there as a maybe, but first mm -hmm. we have to start making. The reason why I said that is because commissions is on your commercial spectrum. True, but I can keep doing my normal commissions while I do this experiment. No. You can also do that. If you if that feels okay to you, it's not like pulling you in too many directions, that's fine. No, it'll, it'll keep me motivated because I know that I can do them and I won't be submerged, submerged in things that I can't do yet. Mm. I need a little, little win occasionally. <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe and next I, time we talk, we figure out how that, what that looks like, how we're gonna keep promoting our commissions, but at the same time, yeah. um, figuring out this new style and showing it off and okay. getting feedback. Cool. I'm excited. Does that feel clear enough for you? 
It does. Great. Now I can't wait to start. Now you don't have to think about it anymore. You can just go do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how many? Don't go up on my floor. Um, <laughs> how many experiments are you going to do? I'm going to start with six, like you said, because that's not too much. Um, and I like the idea of, of hoping for one or two that will have elements that I can then take along with me to the next six or whatever. Yeah. So I think the way that I would do it is six that have no attachment to them. And then from there, pull out the things that you like, give yourself new guidelines, and set another number. And also say, I'm not attached to these, but you're probably gonna start getting attached to them. And just kind of yeah. keep going down that rabbit hole of every six you do, you refine your guidelines. Oh, true, yeah. The beautiful thing about that process is you get to determine the guidelines and the more you show it, the more you can also see where is it landing on the spectrum so you can like find what are the elements people like? What am I okay with uh, compromising? What am I not okay with compromising? Do they love it just as I love it? Like we need information. Yeah. Cool. All right, so if you guys were going to title this for the podcast feed, we would talk about studio space. It's kind of all over the place. Is there a through, is there a through line here? It's kind of like trying new things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of talked about the next thing that we're going for, which means that our process before next step seems to have worked or it's going still. Okay, well, I can run with that. Thanks, that was super helpful because otherwise I would have sat on that and then forgot and then there would be no title. <laughs> so I appreciate you all. Do anybody have anything else they need to ask or say or comment on before we wrap up? All right. I feel very spacious because my kids at school all day. So I have this call and then I have someone talking about the group and then I'm going to go to the chiropractor and then I'm going to go to the physical therapist. I do it before I pick up my kids. So it's, it's a good day. <laughs> I hope you guys all have a good day as well or wrap Thank up your you. good day. Either way. Thank you. Thank you You're so welcome. much. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Bye.